Welcome back to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast, all of you pop culture lovers out there. Welcome. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me across the internet, who's already wearing his ghost face mask, it's Drew Douglas. Tuesday, October the 10th is today. I would say this is going to be another QC classic. I know that it will be a QC classic since you are already dressed up for Halloween and you're just getting excited for the new Scream movie to start uh, them to start working on it. I don't really have Scream on the mind right now. Though I, I have been wanting to rewatch, and we'll get into our pop culture diet. I have been wanting to rewatch Scream 6, you know, because it is Me too. set during Halloween. So that's going to be done this week. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Scream 7, and the rumor is that it has a Christmas time setting, which. I am all about. I've been wanting that for Friday the 13th or a winter setting for about Ooh. 25 years now. Oh. But Scream 7 set during Christmas time? Yes, sign me up. That will rule. That would be visually amazing. Every movie, I always say this, I think almost every movie should be set during Christmas. It should be a, a golden rule. Uh, set during Christmas and a bloody mess. <laughs> Lots of blood. Um but uh yeah we've we this is the month of spooky stuff i got a lot of spooky things i've been watching horror related um we'll get to those in a moment we're going to update the rotten tomatoes game i think for the first time in maybe three months i believe the last time we updated this game was june i've been avoiding it because i've been doing so poorly now i want to i have a, a couple questions for you we're starting with the Rotten Tomatoes game update, and we're going to predict three movies for October. We already did one um, a, a week or two ago because we were going to record and we were, weren't able to do it. Uh, so we did guess Exorcist before reviews dropped for that, and we'll, we'll yeah. reveal what we predicted. Um, but do you like the long-form Rotten Tomatoes format of you and I guess for an entire year, or did you like it broken up between the first six months, and then part two, a brand new game starts in July. I kind of like breaking it up a little bit. But at the same time, doing the long form, if it's like the entire year, it's because once you get down, I totally know what you mean that one time when you were just like on a losing streak and I've been, now we flipped and I've been on the losing streak and it stinks. It's just like no matter what you do, you can't get back into it. And you just feel so bombed about it. And... I know the stakes for us are a little high because it's um, the loser gets his tire slashed by the other, and <laughs> we have to drive on slashed tires for a year. Um, now, remember, we did have, when we lived in the same city, we did have the bet originally. Oh, yeah. I think it was at the start <laughs> of 2020, which was the loser gets sprayed in the face by a um, water gun filled with like five condiments that the yeah. person got to choose from. Um and then obviously COVID happened and the game died. We can't yeah. do that anymore because we just don't live in the same state. Yeah. Um, but that was that would have been fun. I I I like the long format. I do wonder if we split it up next year and do a you know a part one winner, part two winner. And I also have this wrinkle. I thought about this the other day. I thought it would be fun. And it's each month, obviously, we guess scores for whatever movies are coming out this year yeah this year that month um and i was thinking you and i we make our predictions and then we assign one of those movies that we have the most confident that we're confidence in that we're going to get right and if that ends up being true you get a bonus point so like oh for the month of uh october let's say we make all our predictions and i'm like i I'm confident, uh, the most confident that I got The Exorcist right. And that actually happens. I get a bonus point. And then if I wasn't right, then I just don't get a point. But it would add a little thing where you can get a little bonus points without having it be too crazy. Sure. So I think, I don't know, that might be something we start in January. That might be fun. That would be cool. And I just think it adds a level of this is... This is like a confidence meter, and I always think that's kind of fun as I really believe in this one. You're right, yeah. You know, whatever it is. Um, 
Yeah, and then maybe we do split it up. My only problem with having a part one and part two is there's stretches in certain months where you have maybe two movies to choose from. Yeah. So you might be front-loaded. Like part two might have way more guesses. Or, you know, the second half of the year where we're guessing way more than we would in the first half of the year. True. So that is the reason why I kind of like doing a full year. And it gives you time to catch up if you are falling behind. Uh, you are behind in this game, but I can say with what's coming up in November and then these October guesses, you do have a chance to come back. I need a, I need every single win I can get because before this, since I've been radio silent, not bringing up the game, it's because I'm like, can can we can we just pretend it doesn't exist right now? <laughs> Try luckily, to make me forget. And yeah, luckily that's helped just in terms of our la- last major pile up of movies where we were guessing for the score and i did i I felt like i did decent and i've been checking back but i've also sometimes i'll check back and i'm like oh man i'm losing and then i'm like and then i see that i'm winning on one like there's one month where it started out great and then i just it just tanked i was doing poorly more and more and more movies i kept missing the scores on and then uh yeah so like it's it's such a roller coaster for me where it's it just uh feast or famine and it's mostly been famine for me so june as of june it was the score was 21 to 8 heading into july july we did four movies and you and i split those Uh, i got oppenheimer and haunted mansion you got barbie and cobweb Ooh, and then august um you really did well you got four right, and I got two. So you you closed some ground there. I got Mutant Mayhem and Meg 2. You got Gran Turismo, Blue Beetle, Strays, and Retribution, <laughs> which um, oh, yes. I completely forgot was a movie. So at that point, 25 to 14 was the score. And then jumping to September... Um, fairly close. I got one, two, three, four. I got five. You got three. I got the Nun two, Haunting in Venice, Expendables four, which is amazing how bad that did. Saw X, which <laughs> is a movie that I guess twenty six percent. You guessed ten percent, and has somehow managed to be in like the mid eighties. So even though <laughs> I got that right, I was wrong by sixty something percent. And then I also got Paw Patrol, but you got Dumb Money the creator, and then Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. So heading into October, um, 30 to 18. You're not that far behind, and you've already gotten one in October. I mentioned we guessed Exorcist predictions uh, via text. Days before the embargo lifted on that, I said 56%. You said 45%, and right now uh, it's... Let's see what this is. It's currently the color of pea soup. Good Lord, 23% for David Gordon Green's The Exorcist Believer. So GG is out. We usually knock out, you know, you know have to have two weeks of uh, eligibility, but uh, yeah, movie's not climbing. We're, we're locking that in. <laughs> yeah. So 30 to 18 is the score right now with Exorcist. So you and I need to guess... Uh, for the final two movies of October, Freelance, which is a movie starring John Cena that I had never heard of until about a week and a half ago, and I watched the trailer, and I'm like, this looks heinous. <laughs> this looks cheap. It yes. looks like it looks like a, a ripoff of The Lost City, that movie with Sandra Bullock. And it does. Like a bad, like, direct to almost TBS or something. Yeah version so that there's that and then um five nights at freddy's which i keep getting previews for every time i go to the movies um that comes out late october and is also streaming on peacock that same day and i think that could be a lot of fun let's guess freelance first do you want me to go first yeah i've already definitely hinted that i think this looks like trash (laughs) Oh, man, I'm going super low. I'm going to say 
Oh. <laughs> it looks bad, dude. It's like one of those things where I think John Cena does some good stuff. Or you know, like he seems smart enough to know maybe what works and what doesn't. I don't yeah. know what he was thinking. This is like a cash grab. Yeah. And then uh but it's Allison n- Brie, I'm like, good lord. Yeah. I mean, I will see it for Ally B. Um Oh my god, you're gonna see this? I well, I mean in theaters? I'm streaming. No oh, way. I don't even think I could I'll stream this it is for like, her. But that's oof. it. That's it. Um it does look bad. I don't have a lot of hope. And you say cash grab, but at the same time it's like they were doing it for a paycheck, but there's no cash going to be flowing in for this one. The cash didn't go into the movie. It went into John Cena's pockets. Uh, and two is uh, getting beefed up on uh, whey protein. So, um, uh, you know, it's funny because in my mind, before you said I have my number that I'm going to guess, and you said 29, I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. I had 30, so I'm sticking oh, with boy. 30. I... I'm worried it's going to get much lower, but I'll say 30. I think it will be low. I just I can't go much lower than that. I mean, this could be a this could be a teens movie. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. This could end up being one of those that it's retribution style or exorcist oh, style. Retribution, um, movie I forgot about. <laughs> you know, just something that just comes and goes, and you're like, oh yeah, people put time and money into that. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so five night at, five nights at Freddy's. Again, I think this looks like a fun little Halloween movie. Oh yeah, I do too. Is this PG thirteen or R? I can't remember. R. It is R. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I have no connection to the game. I just think it looks. Let me like make something. sure. I'm pretty sure, but I'm. I mean, I'm, that won't affect my guessing. I'm just curious. Yeah. So. Um, no, it's a uh, it's PG thirteen. Oh, wow. Okay. Bloody images, strong violent content, and language. I stand corrected. Okay, I thought it was all interesting that man Blumhouse and Universal they love these October streaming theatrical or theatrical slash streamings. I don't understand it. I wonder if Blumhouse does. I know Universal is all about that. With um, I mean they did that with the Halloween, the last two Halloweens, but. It makes me wonder. Like, I'm curious, you know. Um, That's got to be a... I mean, Blumhouse didn't... That totally killer movie on Amazon? Oh, yeah. You know what that is? Yeah. Isn't that a Blumhouse thing? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I started that, by the way. I'm about an hour into it. How is that? Because I couldn't quite decide on it. Um, So far, I like it. I mean, it is... Um, it's fun, yeah, it is a Blum. It is a Blumhouse thing. It's fun. It also is. He kind of makes fun of the thing, like time travel doesn't make sense, and then it's a modern girl going to the '80s and then having a lot of complaints about how people behaved in the '80s, which is tiresome to me. It's just like, okay, we get it. People acted differently. Well, real, real shocker. But I am having fun with the the. I think it's visually fun. You know, it's just kind of a light horror comedy that I enjoy. Yeah, I just couldn't quite. I couldn't quite figure out based on the trailers. I felt very light on whether or not I'd want to watch it. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's, though, I want to see this. This looks like a, lo- a lot of fun. Um, now, is it a, a theater or uh, you watch at home? I'd like to see it in the theater, but I, we'll see. It's one mm-hmm. of those that I'm not sure um, because I feel like this could be streaming. Uh, I don't know if this is this shouts like in the theater, but I I mean I may try to see it in a theater. We'll see. But I mean the theater, honestly, the theater experience is still fun. We have oh, a it's good a crowd, and, and just the idea that we're all there together to watch the thing. So yeah, and uh, and it uh, it is fun when you have a movie like that. Like there was something recently, someone was like reacting to things, and it made it better because of that reason. Um, sometimes it could be annoying, but when you're there for that experience, it does make it better. And I think Five Nights will end up being one of those movies that if you have that, it kind of elevates it even more. Um, you know, I will go in between the two scores. I had an original idea. I then wanted to change it, but I'm going in between and I'll say 70%. Ooh. First thought was sixty. Second thought was eighty. I'm like, I'll go in the middle, seventy. I, I'm I'm going sixty-two. That's the number that comes into my brain. Oh, 
hopefully I didn't blow it with, uh, I feel like this could be one of those where everyone's like, oh, this is just like a fun movie. Uh, let's watch this. Um, but, uh, and, and like, let's have a good time. Like we're going into it. Um, normally those films don't do so great, but I don't I think know. People like, will. Yeah. I think they'll be kind to it. Like saw X got a oh. pretty, pretty solid. I mean, that was a really That's solid insane. at 81%. I don't fully understand that. We'll um, get into that in a little bit, but yeah. And then the nun two got 52%. Um, and haunting and Venice 75 percent. It's just like, I don't know, like it's I'm very torn on this. And um, but yeah, I'll I'll say I, f I feel OK with my score, but just OK. Not great. So we're you're in the game. You could get the you could do a clean sweep of October and be really in the game. N looking ahead, November, we got what happens later, which is like a Meg Ryan rom-com. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I had to watch the, the trailer. one that got bumped because of Taylor Swift. Was that one of those two? Mm -hmm. So we have that, the Marvels. It's a wonderful knife, which I watched the trailer for the other <laughs> day, which looks like a lot of fun. Looks like something made for me. Yeah. Um, Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Thanksgiving, which is a movie that I would love to see in a packed crowd because I think that would be that's one where you're going to get a crazy, crazy group of people. Oh, yeah. Trolls Band Together, Napoleon, <laughs> and then uh, Disney's Wish. So you got you have a chance that you could be within, I would say, three to five if you get... I need it. If you get these right, and you're right back in the I game. I need it all. I'm going, I'm, go I'm going for broke. If I don't get it, it's a bust. And just remember, the loser oh. has to um, give their soul over to Satan, and it's, you will now spend are we going all of eternity in hell. <laughs> are we are we going to do like Valak? Is that going to be or what's the what's the demon from uh, Hereditary? Um, I can't remember. I can't keep, I, just, I can't keep track of all these demons. We got like Bazuzu or something from Exorcist. Oh yeah, that's right, P Man. Um, so and I was thinking um, about the other day. I was sh uh, shuffling through Hulu, and um, one of the recommended things was uh, Grim Cuddy, <laughs> and I was like, I never watched ooh. that. Oh yeah! Remember how dumb that I we did, almost I, did a double feature of that and uh, Hellraiser, but never did. My goodness, I forgot about Grim Cuddy, and you brought that trailer up, and I was like, "What is this? Are you just making it up?" And no, this is a real thing. So we'll do. We'll move on now to do um, loves hates on some movies that we've seen recently. And we're gonna start off with two that I have not seen, which is I know a thrilling. Uh, conversation, but uh, well, this first one is one I did, well, I didn't. I mean, I would say I didn't want to see. It. I have really have no interest in it, but it's dumb money. And I know mm. you were able to cram a bunch of these movies. Uh, you were able to watch them within the past week or so. So, and we mentioned this obviously when we, when we did the Rotten Tomatoes game. Dumb money loves hates, loves hard loves. Ooh, really hard loves. You think I'd like it? I mean, this is. This is something that is not necessarily something I'm interested in, but is there something in there that I would like? I got to know, what is there, your stance? Why are you on the fence about not wanting to see it? Let me let me ask you that. The big thing is it's a financial story. I just don't care. Okay. It's not, it's not my type of thing, but I like the cast and I like the director. See, the it's different than, because I kept hearing comparisons to The Big Short. And yeah, did, and then I'm just, that's like not a thing for me. I okay. just I don't understand it. It was like they were talking in a foreign language. To me. Okay, like, I don't know what you guys are speaking. Uh, this I think I could understand a little. Oh better. yeah, this is much more digestible uh, than The Big Short. I love The Big Short. I actually restarted it on Netflix, um, so I'm a huge fan of that. But Dumb Money, I think it is. It lays it out to you more of the, the Dumb Money is more of the. Um, the actual like every man movie to what the big short is. And the big short, I think did a good job with explaining things really good job. This does an even better job of putting you in the place of those everyday people. Um, Cause you have, they cut between so many different stories and it's actually really fun because you've got college students all the way to people who are retired and it covers this wide gamut 
Uh, great acting. I will say once again, I've never been a huge Pete Davidson fan, just not my cup of tea in terms of comedy. He does actually a solid job as uh, Paul Dano's brother in Dumb Money. He's he's actually a lot of fun. There are a lot of moments he made me laugh. And Paul Dano does a great job. I will say that um, I think Pete might be a little bit stronger. And then you've got some other supporting cast members like America Ferreira and a few others who are really good. Um, the editing in it is not too fast. It's not too slow. It's just right. I feel like um, it covers... I will say the one thing, my one asterisk in terms of my complaint about the movie is that it does not cover the aftermath as much as what I expected. It's more about the story and being in like when it happened all the way up to the congressional hearings of what went down, how it went down and all of that. So the ending feels not necessarily rushed, but I just wish there's a little bit more to that. Uh, it's, it's a good movie. It's, um, weirdly like sometimes I'm like, it's not dragging, but it feels like it's, it starts to feel a little bit longer and then it's, you're, it's fine. Um, and it, like something happens and it changes the pace and I really liked it. I would say definitely check this out. Um, even though it is about finances, there are a lot of things that it does really well to make you not feel lost in that. I think there are a lot of emotional parts of the movie that you can attach to more than like say the big short because that feels more cold this is more of they rely on a lot of human emotion and like that connectivity the other thing is um it does obviously this happened in 2020 so that was a shock for me because i'm like oh my goodness it feels so long ago but not that long ago with the masking like there are so many quips in there about you remember when people would like point at their mask and like masks and it was like pull yeah. it up over your nose over your nose yeah that that happened several times I'm like my goodness it was like that happened so long ago and i had forgotten about that but it hadn't so that was weird um so there's some weird callbacks like that um that, that whole it, thing is a, that's a weird time it was just so weird but it also i feel like resonated even more with the current state of society overall, not just with finances, but with the pandemic, with everything else that was going on about, um, you know, the whole idea of the wealthy, the 1% versus 99%, that kind of thing. Um, and that's another turnoff for me is it's hard for me to watch some of these movies where it's just rich people. And I know this is in a lot of ways, people losing money, yeah. but it's unrelatable to me where I'm like, it's a turnoff. Like the big show, I don't, that's not my world. I can't relate to that. This is, it makes it more, and especially it's not like a Cinderella story. I mean, it starts to become that, and then you're like, okay, well, it's, there's some bad with this. It's not all just like completely good. And, uh, but it's also like you've got your little guys who are winning and your little guys who are losing, and you've got those who are in between. And I think it did a really good job. So I did a triple feature, and this was the movie I saw in the middle of that. And I can't say it was my favorite, but it was my most anticipated. I will pivot now, and I will end up saying the movie that I saw before this was The Creator. Weirdly enough, that might be my favorite of the three movies Ooh. that I saw. And that's another one that I haven't seen, and I was hyped for it, but um, haven't been able to get out and see that one. Um... So you loves it. I actually, yeah, I loves that. And maybe a little bit more than Dumb Money. Um, and also, I want to rewatch both of those movies, like both Dumb Money, just to better understand some of the things that I missed whenever they are throwing out some of that jargon, uh, just to make sure I didn't miss something on the first watch. Same way with the creator, but instead, it's to enjoy the visuals. One thing I kept... Does it look good? Yeah, man. It's like I kept hearing before seeing this that it's it looks so good, and it's true. Like everything that you've heard about this is... So the, the comparisons to Blade Runner, accurate or not? Yes, but Blade Runner is a sleeker, better-looking movie across the board. Like you can compare it, Blade Runner, especially 2049, so much... It, like the, I can't say there's no comparison, but that Blade Runner is just like the cinematography is just gorgeous. This is this is really good 
And especially with what they were able to do with the budget, because it's made for like $80 million. Um, one thing that I always say is, give me a sci-fi movie and present at least two things I haven't seen before or do it in a different way. I think it did. And I won't say what it does, but there were two things that it did surprise me and I liked. And there are a few tech, like tech things as well that are futuristic. I'm like, oh, uh, we may have seen this before, but this is actually a pretty ingenious idea and I love it. And I would like to see more of this, but they used it just right. Um, you do have, again, a lot of comparisons to other movies. You got Blade Runner, uh, Apocalypse Now, big time. If there's any movie that it reminds me most of, it's Apocalypse Now. And I want to say Gareth Edwards, who made the movie, had said he wanted to create a movie like that, but with robots standing in the uh, the fields, you know, something like that. Um, so you get that. Uh, you get a little bit of the Terminator for obvious reasons. And then, of course, AI, anything with AI. I liked what they did with that. Uh, John David Washington is awesome. He It makes me so, feel so bad for the dude because, like, he's so good in this. There's something about his character I didn't realize, and you find out in the first, like, 60 seconds of the movie. I'm like, oh, this makes him even more interesting of a character. And there's also a few things in the movie that throughout from start to finish, he does. And he's like a character who lives in the gray. He's not all good. He's not all bad. And that I found to be the most interesting part of they didn't like some movies. It's like you got to believe that they're like so good, so great. And this is like, eh, I mean, sometimes he's kind of messy. Um, I liked it. I really did. I, I loves it. Um, I saw that first and honestly, I went in thinking, let's get this over with. And I, I dug it. And I think that you would too. And I also think it's worth seeing in the theater. Yeah. I got to sneak out. I got to see that before it's gone. Hopefully it is it with the, if without previews, it's about two twenty, So it's a little bit longer. Didn't feel like it though. Got to sneak out and see it. So that's two for two. And then we have two horror films that have come out in recent weeks. We mentioned Saw X, which I was able to see. And um, I'd give it a a light loves. This is when it's hard between loves, hates. Because there is no in-between. Like, we don't have an in-between. And I was thinking today, do, and we, I've brought this up before, do we need an in-between uh, but I do kind of like that it forces us to pick a side. I think ultimately, I, I would say loves because I do think on the sauce scale as a movie, this is probably the best one made outside of um, Spiral. Yeah. I like that it was linear. It had a story from beginning to end. It wasn't jumbled in the mythology like the other ones where everything is twist upon twist. But... It all leads to the same end zone where it's it's it just has a it, the final 15, 20 minutes is what we see every single time. Yeah. With these movies. And I was waiting for some sort of twist um, or reveal, and it never came. Even the the mid-credit scene, I saw that coming a mile away and was actually surprised it wasn't happening until then. And I'm like, okay, well, I saw that coming. Yeah. Um I mean, I liked it. It was too long, though. I mean, this movie should not be two hours. Oh, goodness, yeah. Like, what in the world is that about? I will say, because of that reason, I started dozing off. (laughs) I don't blame you, dude. I'm serious. They (laughs) they get to the final act where it's setting up everyone in the traps at the end, and there's legit maybe 40 minutes left. And I, I was just like, what in the world... How do we have 40 <laughs> minutes of this left? And it, it's not even that I was like itching to get out, but I'm like, don't drag this on for that long. Too long. White yeah. loves. I mean, do you would you give it a loves? Ooh, I I'm a, I agree with you. Like if we end up having like loves hates, I'm on that border. I'm on the slash. Like if I mean, it's how loves is this hates that that an, slash? An 80% movie on Rotten Tomatoes suit makes no sense. I have no... If you, But then again, like you said, if you're comparing it to all the other Saws, 
This, yeah, actually, it's a that, soft scale. that does make sense. Like if it you're grading sense. against the others, I totally, I believe that. I buy that. Um, this, I do think that the a story that's focused on John Kramer and taking that approach, I liked it. That was like a nice change of pace. I was surprised by it. I enjoyed that. And um, I, uh, I will say, though, that from like the once it's revealed that he was duped, then there are a few things that it draws out and draws on a little bit longer than what I would have liked. But well, I, I hated was still that they show that in the trailer because that yeah. is not that I don't think I would have suspected that. But to drop that in a freaking trailer. Yeah. It made me suspicious and we'll say mild spoilers, just of that mid credit scene. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that that's clearly involved with this plot. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that's good. Like you said, you can you, telegraph you know that. Yeah. Um, and so for that, I it's a light loves for me as well. I enjoyed it. It sounds weird to say that I was starting to doze off, but by the having three movies, because you asked me earlier about whether or not it's like uh, doing a marathon of movies like that, if I'm just like done. This was one of those times that I was like, okay, the, we're starting to get into that repetitiveness. I've had good luck before this movie, and now it's like getting into familiar territory. Yeah, you're ending and, on the worst possible choice, probably. Yeah, yeah, and then even though it's very bloody, very gory, I, I mean, it feels like one of the goriest Saw movies we've had, right? I was going to ask you, of these traps, mm-hmm. if you had to choose one, they're all lined up, or he, he goes over, which one are you going to choose? Because I think the easy answer is the first one with the eye... The eye vacuum thing? Yeah. It's like an instant break my fingers and then get me out of here. The other ones were like, I don't even see how anyone could possibly do any of that. I would just fry me with whatever that heater was. I'm not drilling into my brain, dude. Just kill me. I'm not (laughs) sawing through my my thigh. That was disgusting. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the first one, it's like, oh, your eyes are going to get sucked out, but all I got to do is break my fingers back. Uh, Yeah. Just hit slam the button and do it immediately. Yeah, just do it all. That was that was cool. That was a visually cool one, but I think in a heartbeat I would do that if I had to. Yeah, I can't imagine having to saw through your leg though. That was yeah. that was disgusting. That would be <laughs> and tough. then and then the brain one, and then the the hanging, breaking your legs and arm. Oh my! I mean, or your wrist. But like, the, but then it also with the leg, it's not just sawing through your leg, but it's also oh, pulling the, the freaking bone marrow oh, and God. sucking that. Yeah, that out. was disgusting. That was almost. It was like, John, come on, dude. That's You took it a little too far with this one. <laughs> like you, were, you were expecting too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you at all annoyed that the eye vacuum trap was a, um, uh, I guess, a dream sequence, possibly? Or, you know, the twist was it didn't actually happen? Or did you yeah. think that was kind of fun? Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't, I'm honestly not sure what to think because I, I as soon as I walked in, because uh, I was, I had to go uh, get it, um, like I had to go to the bathroom. And so I had just missed like the first minute of that. And I'm like, oh, dang it. Now it's like, I got to go buy another ticket for this movie to find out how, like what exactly happened right before. Uh, and I was also worried about getting kicked out, uh, missing the movie in the first minute or two. But I, I've never seen that happen, you know, where someone's been kicked out for missing the first minute or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, I um, I thought that was an interesting way. They, you knew that they had to start it with something wacky. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That- I don't know. I kind of wish it happened. The marketing, I know this is dumb, but it's like the marketing was built around that visual image and then for it to not actually be a yeah, a trap. I do, I do think it's interesting. It's like in his head and it is a very, I think, again, of those traps, it's the tamest. Yeah. It's like he hasn't quite... He didn't have enough time to sit and really come up with another element to make it truly (laughs) (laughs) disgusting for this um, janitor guy. Um, I thought, from a visual standpoint, that one was awesome, but I was a little little bummed out it wasn't real. And I know it really doesn't matter, but that got a wild reaction in my theater. I had a, this was a crowd though that, it was like two or three guys, probably 10 rows behind me that, during the entire trailer, spoke at normal volume, 
commented on every little thing, <laughs> and even to some degree did it during the movie. And I just wanted to be like, dude, sh- guys, just shut up. But they, when it revealed that it didn't happen, they were like, oh. <laughs> and I couldn't tell if they were having an audible orgasm because they thought it was a good twist or they were like <laughs> mad about it. Like I kind of was like, oh, that's kind of lame. Um, anyway, so Light Loves, for me, I don't know where I'd put it in the Saw, the Saw movies. It's I, up there I'd for still me. Put, yeah, I think... I would put it again. I haven't even seen like six, seven, and eight, but um, saw number one, and then this maybe number two and and uh, spiral number three at the moment. Yeah, but maybe flip those two. I haven't seen spiral since, and I do remember liking. I think saw five or something. I don't know. They they literally all blur together, which is another massive issue with this franchise, which we've already spoken about. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, for me. I I don't know, like, going back and rewatching, I don't really have a desire to go back and rewatch the Saw movies. I kind of want to rewatch Spiral. Uh, this one, this is a movie that I'm like, yeah, I could kind of see myself wanting to return to it, just the way that it was handled overall uh, with the story. Yeah, that that runtime, though, man, that's a huge turnoff. Yeah. They, just give me something uh, nice and brisk. Yeah. Yeah, give me a 90-minute saw. Yeah, that's that's. I think that would be great for the movie. Um, and if they were able to make that work, then that, that yes, I would have liked this movie a lot more. Um, in terms of ranking the Saw movie, let me start, actually go back. The eye vacuum and the hand thing, that the beginning trap was my favorite ranking this movie i would say it'd be at the near the top of it i still like i kind of want to rewatch the og james wan saw yeah i, I want to return to that idea um and then as far as the like this i might i don't know i don't it's hard for me to like truly rank it but i may say like the first saw and maybe this one maybe spiral but i don't know spiral i I don't know. I just want to return to Spiral because I kind of enjoyed that. And it felt different. I don't it was, think it was, it was like, something different. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't groundbreaking, but just different enough. Now, the other horror film that came out this past weekend is David Gordon Green's The Exorcist Believer, which is something, you know, the David Gordon Green element intrigued me because I did like what he did yeah. with Halloween. But the marketing, I was just like, this doesn't look great. It looks like we've seen this a yeah. billion times. How do you reinvent an exorcism movie? Because, quite frankly, like a haunted house film, it always leads in the same destination. Like a lot of mm-hmm. these things, it's always, how are you going to make something different? And they have freaking two more of these planned, which after this one, in the box office, I don't know if those two are going to happen. Yeah. I don't think they will. I, I think they will, but they're going to take a different direction. Oh, gosh. They will. They're going to have They paid to. way too much. four hundred Over 400 yeah. mil for three. Like, it's such a disaster. Well, somebody, an article, like, justified that. Well, you know, it's actually not that much money for them to have spent that to earn the rights. But I'm like, I guess if you're making money off of streams and the OG, like, just the property. But I don't know how you make money in the future. Yeah. I mean, this was like, you know, with Saw for you, you kind of mentioned just like, ah, let's get, uh, or um, the creator, like, get, let's just get this done with. That was kind of my thing with this. Like, I'm kind of in the mood for this. I had watched The Exorcist a couple of days before. Yeah. Um, to be honest, and I wasn't going to mention this, but I, we, I've been having health problems, just sickness, not like a serious thing for the past. <laughs> week and a half and by the time exorcist rolled around i was at the end of my quarantine thing and it was nice to get out of the house and go see a movie so i had that going for it but this is another like really light loves for me i the first 45 minutes or so i was like oh i'm kind of into what he's doing here well this is a change of pace it's the prisoner's vibe of you know parents looking for their kids that have vanished and then they come back they obviously start acting weird, and we just like dive into things that we've seen two thousand times. And I just, by the end of it, I'm like, I literally don't know how you're gonna make two more of these movies, and I don't mm-hmm. care, really. So, it's the lightest of loves. I don't know if it deserves the twenty three percent rotten tomatoes. Absolutely I think not. The consensus is 
too harsh. I think it's well made. The performances are all right. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. is really good. Oh, yeah. I think he's a cool lead. I just, it had nothing new to say. And like I've mentioned, um, it's just, it's in, it ends in territory we've seen a million times. You can't do anything new with an exorcism movie. Or, uh, like, what can you do? We, we harp on Scream and Halloween because it is a format. I think this is even more limited because it always oh, is yeah. tie them up and then get the demon out. <laughs> like, oh, right. we just, we added a second child. And this kind of has a twist at the end uh, in terms of, you know, one can survive and one can't, but it's not that interesting. I, I don't know. Very, very light loves. I liked it better than I thought I would, and I do think it is getting ripped harder than it should, but this is nothing, this is saying nothing new. I feel like, especially with this movie, I got a few hot takes on what you said. The first, in terms of loves, I do like loves it as well. Like, the very beginning, I'm like, this is actually not bad. This is, like, a good movie. I'm it lures it like lures you in thinking it's going to be a little yeah. different. And I was digging it. I really enjoyed this aspect. Um this was an interesting concept and idea to have a religious family or girl to come from that background and another who her father's not as religious or would be I don't know if you would just say straight up atheist, but at least there was a little bit of a background there. And so I found that to be interesting to go back and forth between those two and to have the two girls like that and to have like a different background. Um, I mean, is the point of the movie him finding faith again? Well, see, that's the thing. It's like, what is it trying to do? Because at the end, too, they're mixing all these like almost different religions into their like joining forces. And I was like, I I was just mixed on what are we trying to say here? That's my big thing. By the end of it, after thinking about it, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta think about this movie because I really like the beginning. The first half of it was solid. And then we would get to the point of basically when we bring in Ellen Burstyn's character, I'm like, that's where they went wrong because David Gordon Green talked about how they tried like he and original discussions with Ellen had started working in a lot. And I don't know what he means by this exactly, but her experiences with like spirituality, her world travels, things like that. I'm like, okay, what if we made a movie about a mother who after her daughter was possessed and she is, you can take the same thing of her daughters like went off the grid or like left, which is hard. Like why? Like, I don't, why would she do that? Maybe she was having a hard time dealing with, like, being possessed in this way. But then her mother is, like, searching the world for answers. And she's, like, going around trying to find this idea of, like, where where does this come from? What happens? Like, I know this idea of, like, okay, she's possessed. But what if there's a deeper meaning behind this? What if we were to explore that? And it's less about the idea of you're being possessed, but rather finding some of those answers and exploring well, what does that mean for, and then she comes across two families who they're dealing with the same demon, if you will. And it's more of a like examination of like religion versus someone who's not as religious. Maybe that's like, you're, you're able to talk about society today. Cause one thing that I would argue that makes the original exorcist so scary is that it is more of a deep dive on faith. And what, what is that relationship in terms of um, a priest who's basically having doubts and you're second guessing it. Yeah. And that's why the, I think that one works, especially rewatching it. And I don't love that original one, but it is I'm yeah. good. But it is, it is a priest that is ultimately, this is what he needed to push him over the edge of like, he's back fully in yeah. his faith. And obviously, um, makes the sacrifice that he needs to and he's like that's his journey i just didn't and, i don't know i don't even think you need ellen burston in this uh, she's just not a character like they they do it like she's yeah. laurie strode i'm like dude we've seen this person one time yeah and that's where i don't i don't think that's needed it took a really weird detour with her and it was almost like you said she's a laurie strode or she's 
Ridley from Alien or Aliens. And it's just like, okay, well, she's not, though. And if anything, Linda Blair, who, spoiler here, I mean, hit this, just like, if you have not seen the movie, big spoiler coming up, um, she's in it at the end. And so that's where I think they're going to take the direction of she disappeared. What what happened to her in the next two movies? I think now we get we have our Laurie Strode who does show up and then we follow Linda Blair around in two and three and we find out whatever the heck DGG and Danny McBride have in store for us. Let's just not do these movies. I mean, I would be, yeah. I mean, unless you end up taking an approach that it is looking at, like, I don't like you'd have to do a deep dive on like not the act of an exorcism, but rather looking at other things that are attached to it. Is like what I talked about. Now, that's where I think this will go. One, like, okay, so I did not realize this was a movie. I think I may have heard about it but it's Dominion prequel to The Exorcist. It came out in 2005. It was made for $30 million. You know how much money it made in the U.S.? $7 million. Much lower. Oh, my gosh. Three? A quarter of a million dollars. Oh, my gosh. And the U.S., uh, $251,000 for $495. So... This was like a major disaster, and that was the last movie, last Exorcist movie that came out, Dominion. Do you even remember that name? I do remember the name, yeah. And then I know they did the Fox show, which I always heard was good. Um, But good Lord, this is a property that is just not screening for sequels. And that's the thing, like, what do you do? And outside of hearing that the TV show is good, but I mean... Like, what are they going to do? Add a third person to the next one? We'll just keep adding what? Yeah. connections? And it's just, I, I don't know, man. But it's just, I don't even know how you can... Um, and so Dominion, the reason why I brought that up, it was, as the title says, a prequel to The Exorcist. And that's like when we start The Exorcist and it's on this excursion or expedition, then we end up finding, oh, well, this is kind of like the origin story. Well, that's been done. We can't really necessarily do that because Dominion did that and no one saw it. I mean, pretty much it was Linda Blair's family who went to go see it and to support that movie. So I don't, like, I don't even know. Like, and DGG's been dodging all of the questions about whether or not he's returning, so I don't see that happening. I think he's done, yeah. I think he's he's, uh, packing it in. And I, I don't think this is a DGG thing. I just think it's, it's he's connected to a studio that's trying to bleed yeah. a franchise uh, as much as they can. And I just don't think it's something that you can do that with. Because if the, if the next one literally is another exorcism, exorcism movie, then, I mean, why? I just don't understand why we're doing it. I, I, I don't know. I thought about this rewatching The Conjuring too. Is like these movies are great up until like the last ten minutes, and then it's just like, oh, we got to vanquish the demons from whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. And it's always the same ten minute climax or fifteen, yeah. and you're like, okay, we're not doing anything new. You can have all the great thrills and chills for ninety minutes, but you can't change the final fifteen to twenty minutes. Very light loves hates me too, um, or light loves. Um, really no desire to ever watch this again. I I definitely prefer what Gordon Green and company did with Halloween instead. And th- I think that's something that is more ripe to retell or come up with something new. Because I do think you can do different avenues with someone like Michael Myers. Or or as in, as what we saw with Halloween ends with Corey. Corey's story or I mean that's like swinging for the fences and they do do something different and that's going into our pop culture diet what we've been watching I this past weekend we watched the OG my wife and I OG Halloween and then the next night I convinced her to watch 2018 Halloween and Halloween kills in the same (laughs) night did a double feature had the windows open hot cocoa marshmallows some little snacks 
And then Sunday, uh, I'm like, oh, I'll watch Halloween Ends, you know, that night. And she's like, I'm not watching that. I'm like, you literally watched three of the four movies. You won't watch this one. She's like, no, I hate it. <laughs> so I watched it by myself. And then, um, you know, so cranked through all those. And then uh, actually went back. This is something I've been doing is re-listening to our podcast on movies that we've covered that I recently rewatched. So I listened to the Halloween Ends podcast. Um, and one thing that is kind of nice is, you know, you hit, I don't know if you ever re-listen to mm-hmm. us, but I'll, you know, you hit, I nervously hit play and I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, like literally who knows what I said a year ago. And I'm always kind of pleasantly surprised. One, the episodes aren't that bad, you know, for our 12 listeners out there. <laughs> uh, and then two, like we just say funny things and I, and um, every once in a while I'm like, oh, that was, I just put that articulately articularly <laughs> <laughs> i uh i said that uh semi-smart and uh or that was kind of witty or we had something good to say so i'm always kind of pleasantly surprised when i re-listen to these episodes but man i really in that halloween ends episode i'm so deep up that movie's butt oh that um it's actually kind of shocking and i'll say re-watching the david gordon green halloween trilogy especially Halloween Ends. It was one I had waited a year to rewatch. I was really, on that, on that last podcast, I go, um, after I was like, after it ended, I wanted to rewatch it immediately. And then I, I ended up just holding it off, waiting an entire year. And for whatever reason, the second time, um, and we talk about how that movie, like they swing for the fences in a weird way. Like it's so radically different than what anyone would expect and I loved it the first time. Second time, I was like more. Um, I understood why I, I understood it the first time, but the second time, I was really like, "Oh, I get why people don't like this. This is if you're going in for a Halloween movie, this is literally the complete opposite of what you would expect and want." I understood that more the second time, and I'll say I didn't like it as much the second time, but I still respect the heck mm-hmm. out of it. Um, I would say Halloween ends moves maybe to second place in my DGG Halloween rankings. And actually the 2018 one, which I had last probably moves back to the top. Wow. And I'll say, because it's more in line with what I wanted from a Halloween movie, rewatching these movies Hmm. kills is still hit or miss. You know, I I've seen it four times now. The third time I liked it the most this time is a step down. There's just so many things that are, like freaking Tommy's obnoxious things. I don't understand like story wise, logistics wise, the kills are amazing. Like the, the gore hounded me is like, this is amazing. And then I don't know that trilogy is a mixed bag. I respect it. I liked it. Uh, I like it, but um, yeah, a little softer on Halloween ends was, which is disappointing, huh. um, but still shot really well. I, I like that. They just like, go all out and they make it their own. I respect that so much. But I would have said, you know, in the Halloween franchise ranking all those, I le- leading up to a, to Sunday watching Halloween's again for the second time, Halloween Ends, I would have said Halloween Ends is my third favorite Halloween movie. I shuffled around a little bit. I have it at number 7 right now. Wow. It slipped that far. I moved 2018 up a little bit and then I still have Halloween 4 at my number 3 spot, and then Season of the Witch at number 4. Oh, if man. that makes any sense. But um, I don't know. It's fun to revisit those. And it's I think it's interesting that, you know, rewatching these, you just kind of feel differently every single time. And I don't know. I don't know. See, this is another thing. It's like, you know, they're shopping around that franchise. I don't know what you do with Halloween other than what we've talked about which is like an anthology series, which I think yeah. is maybe what you do. Uh, it's interesting that you've reshuffled on your rankings because I, man, I just... And you slant, you put 2018 as your least favorite of that trilogy. Yeah, it is. It still stays that and you way. Ha- and you had kills at number one, which again, I I can go to bat for all of these in different ways. See, thinking... And I can also have negatives on all three of these um, in different ways. Thinking about it, I, man, I just... I mean, the big knock on 2018, and it's always been this, is 
I like it, but it is basically a remake. And that's where, for me, I'm just like, uh, eh, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I didn't want a remake. I wanted something different. I wanted something where, and that's why I like Kills and Ends better, because it either continues, it does something different. Uh, Ends does something so radically different. Kills, I think, gets a worse rap than it should. I don't know if I would put it at number one out of that trilogy. But yeah, just the 2018 Halloween is just, it's okay. Like, I I don't, I don't need it, really. I mean, I, I, I know a lot of people have loved it and talked about it. I do want to rewatch it. Now, I don't hate it. I don't, you know, it's, hate it, but... It's well made, I think, is one thing is. I really like about it is... It is a remake, basically, but it is modernized and looks great, and there's some really great callbacks. I still oh, think yeah. Halloween Ends is maybe yeah. the best made one. It just visually looks great. Man, that's interesting. I, I'm actually surprised by that because I was expecting you to say something like Halloween Ends like jumped up on your list even more, and it was like number one or something like that. Oh, boy. I was... I mean, listening to that, that first podcast, I... I sound like a delusional fanatic because <laughs> I'm literally just raving about it. And the things I still love the, the John Carpenter callbacks, like Christine, you know, the Stephen King stuff. It's all great. It just didn't work as well the sure. second time. I would bet watching it a third time later. I bet I love it though. Like I, I bet I, I bet it. I don't know, man. The ones I love, it's like Season of the Witch, OG Halloween Two, OG Halloween. And then Halloween 4. Like, I don't know if you can top those for me. I really love yeah, those four. Season of the Witch, it's just so good. That might be what I watched tonight. That or Halloween 4. Those, those are the two movies calling me right now. Um, it's funny because you were talking about doing your Wanathon, which is all of the James Wan movies. And, Ooh, and I had to take a break. Uh, I had to take a break from that. And I've crammed... I mean, there was seriously about a, a week stretch where I was in bed most of the time. So I was able to cram as much filth into my mind as I could. <laughs> but uh, James Wan and his films were sadly not a part of it. Because I've been doing, you know, Halloween stuff, Exorcist, and just a bunch of... Uh, I mean, it's been great. I don't want to be sick. It's been awful. It's weird. I have said this before. Those movies are like comfort food to me. I'm not feeling, feeling well. Um, but cozying up with the windows open it's nice and fall here and i'm watching a horror film and the moonlight is coming through the windows it it makes you feel a little better no it's funny because i was just thinking there was a conversation at work that happened and i can't remember the the list of movies that we were talking about but i had uh like i went on this rant about why i love watching scary movies and why this time of years it's all about that and then someone starts saying, we're worried about you. And I'm like, this is like, actually, I feel like more, th this sh this is, should be normalized. This is like scary movie season. We're in it. We're living it. I mean, I'm like that all the time. I guess my thing is there are limitations. Like, I don't cozy up to a saw film. Like, that's not, oh, yeah, or human right. centipede. Like, that's not something that's going to, I want to <laughs> wrap a blanket around and, and that's going to calm me down. It's That not, is not necessarily my vibe. I'm mean, a weighted a good blanket. Slasher. Yeah. An old school yeah. slasher, maybe a new one. Uh, give me some JC, baby. Yeah, give me some JC, which looking ahead, we're going to cover some other spooky related things coming out in the next week on our next episode. And we'll probably talk about his new show on Peacock, which Ooh, yeah. drops in a couple days on, the th on Friday the 13th. So that's what we're going to do next. The return of we got so much. The return of John Carpenter. I'm gonna try to cram. I don't know how long those episodes are, but I'm gonna try to cram all of Suburban Screams in this weekend if I can, so we can talk. Yeah, about it. yeah. I would like to do the same as well. I one big thing too is with JC. I want to do some digging because apparently he made a quote. He has a quote out there about how he directed by Zoom, like he. Oh, bro. Yeah, and so. Now I'm like, oh, so he wasn't actually on set for shooting all of this? That's that's not as enticing to me. Yeah, and so now I need to do some digging because 
I was listening earlier to, there were two things. One about the creator that kind of brought me down because I love that movie. I was loving it and then heard some like negative things. I'm like, okay, that kind of brings down my, like how I feel about it. Like to, you know, not quite through the atmosphere, but the same with JC, I was getting excited. And then I heard, oh, actually he wasn't like there. He did a lot of that for uh, like by Zoom. And he would just like, now I'm not going to say checked out. I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's not as, like you said, it's not as enticing now. Yeah, we already, we already. Um, I got to look into that though. Because of the format of the show, we already were like, he's not doing the interview segments either. I guarantee you that. So that uh, this might yeah. be a, just slap my name on there. I'll do what I can, but oh boy, that's a bummer. Well, we got that. We got Goosebumps, which I think is good. Looks fun. The Fall of the House of Usher, which I don't think I'm going to cram in this weekend because there's so much stuff. And then that Dark Harvest movie comes out. Yeah. Which I, if it's decently reviewed, I'm going to rent that. And then, I don't know. what the, There's so much stuff I, I want to watch. Well, we've got a lot to watch, and we might as well start now. I've, I've got my countdown set for basically 30 hours from now so I can download and start watching the house. Uh, the fall of the house of the usher and then we got jc so a lot a lot going on and for that i'll leave everyone with these few words till next time keep watching